Hey everyone, this is Austin Walker from GiantBomb.com. As you can hear from the sound of my voice, I'm recording this post-PAX, but what you're about to listen to was recorded in a little alcove uh, in the hotel I was staying at. It's a conversation with Nina Freeman. Nina is a developer working full-time at the Fulbright Company on Tacoma. Uh, that's You know you might know that as, as uh, the place where Steve Gaynor and, and some other people made uh, Gone Home a few years ago and... and if you're interested in that, you should listen to an interview that Brad Shoemaker did with, with uh, Steve a couple of weeks ago on this feed. But what I'm about to talk to Nina about is her game, Sybil, which she's making with a different team called Star Made Games. Um, and uh, I had a chance to play it while I was in uh, Seattle for PAX, and it was fantastic. Uh, and I think, you know, it might be fair to say that in all of my interviews, I maybe talk a little more than than uh, most interviewers are supposed to because I'm I have lots of thoughts and I want to like get them out and and hear what the the designers uh, and, and other people I interview have to say about about my thoughts. Uh, this was immediately after I played the game, and I'm just like overflowing with with joy and ideas about about what Nina did. So I apologize in advance if I talk a little too much here, um, but think of this as like. Uh, it's like me explaining the game, like a, the, the sort of like post uh, post demo rundowns that we would do during E3 or something like that, mixed with a developer interview. Uh, for more, you can find uh, Nina on Twitter at at hentai phd, h e n t a i phd. It's a fun, fantastic Twitter handle, uh, and it, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good game. So, with uh, no further ado, here's the interview. I'm here today with Nina Freeman from uh, the Fulbright Company. And also, does your other studio have a name? Uh, we're calling ourselves Star Made Games. That's a pretty good name. Yes, because we're Star Maids. <laughs> so today, I in fact didn't see Tacoma, which is a thing you're working on. Mm-hmm. Instead, I saw a game called Sybil. Can you tell my audience a little bit about what that is? Yes. So, Sybil um, is a game that I have been working on um, with a team of about four or five people um, for the past year or so, Um, and it's a game about my experience um, playing online games and meeting a guy in that game Mm -hmm. and having a relationship with him until we decide to meet up to have sex. Okay. So that's basically the premise. (laughs) Which is, surprisingly, I think, maybe not surprisingly, is an experience I think a lot of people in our generation Mm -hmm. can at least relate to at some level. Mm -hmm. Um, So the interface for the game is when you first boot it up, you can like start a new game or continue or whatever, and it is uh, a desktop computer with, with like a desktop screen. We're like, oh, there's like some some old photos to look at. There are like a photo app, lots uh, of things. selfies, lots of selfies, <laughs> uh, some blog posts which I adored. Um, Thanks. There's one in there. It's like at the very end, it has the thing that Live Journal has, which is yeah. like Nina is feeling blah. Yeah, right that's because it's from it's my like, Live oh, Journal. Right. Is there it actually actual, their actual yeah, Live Journal? Those so, are so, the dates are real too. Like awesome. the files of the blog posts that are saved on the computer in the game all have like date labels. Right. And. Yeah, they're all basically like either cut up versions or slightly edited versions of my actual blog posts from totally. Live Journal from back uh, then. <laughs> they read like so many people's Live Journals that I read <laughs> that I had, um, and and you know they they started like 2003 mm-hmm. and then and yep. then they via the selfies and, and some other like blog entries it's like oh you try to start another blog on another website and like oh it didn't really go anywhere because that's how all of those yeah. went um, and then the game kind of begins in 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so for me, I spent like the first 10 minutes looking through the old files, reading the old blog entries. Um, and, you know, immediately I was taken back not only to 
those sorts of things, um, those sorts of blog entries and old photos and, and stuff. Also to the way in which I remember trying to be like the thing I thought I was supposed to be like, mm-hmm. right? Like those blog entries remind me so much of like the kind of appropriated anime style yeah. uh, uh, writing about the self where it's just like lots of elongated vowel sounds written out yeah. because you're trying to be <laughs> cute or trying to be like, or it's so easy for me to, to place my own experiences there. I'm like trying to be like depressed in a really interesting way because that's what I thought I was supposed to, that's what I thought cool dudes were because yeah. <laughs> anime taught me cool dudes were. Um, and just because that's like what the culture had been like in that mm-hmm. space. And, and so you captured that really well, obviously, like you said, just because you, you pulled that in. Yeah. Um, and then it also reminded me a lot of the experience I have now of looking back and not only of now right but like of over the last decade of looking back at my live journal and thinking like should I delete this yeah like I should probably don't delete, delete it this. <laughs> you um, might be able to use it someday right exactly I could I could turn it into, into money and yeah. a cool project probably no money no one's gonna pay um but 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 it did remind me of like it did two things so one like I was like oh if I looked at my live journal right now and my friend's live journals from when I was in high school like, here is an, an image of, of who I thought I was. And also, because this game takes place in 2009 and not in 2015, I'm also thinking about, like, who this character is at that moment, thinking about her own live journal experiences. And therefore, like, oh, what was I, like, five years ago thinking about my old live journal stuff? Right. Um, so then, anyway, so that's the whole, like, there's, like, you open it up, there's a desktop, there's, like, all the stuff that you can poke through and... We could go on for hours talking about the way that that stuff builds a world and builds a narrative and, and sets up a story. And yeah, I mean, that. that whole part of the game is definitely, like, a context-setting right. thing. Cause but like, it's an important context. Yeah, setting. yeah, and it needed to be there because, like, obviously it's an like autobiographical game, so I know the context in my own head, so I right. can play it and kind of, like, fill in all the blanks really easily, sure. but... Obviously, players who don't know me at all won't be able to fill in those blanks, right. so I have to kind of present those up front to be as clear as possible. It's important, too, for me, though, that the other thing there is, like, obviously you don't have every photo you ever had of yourself right. there, but the photos that you have there tell a story about about who this character needs, mm-hmm. you, know, you yeah. in this scenario. Um, kind of like what you thought about yourself and mm-hmm. the ways in which you've changed and where you moved to. Um, and all that helps set the context for then when you log into the kind of fake MMO yep. that is in this game, which is Vault called... Mary. Say it again? Baltimore. Baltimore, uh, which is, like, gorgeous. It's kind of a 2D, um, very pastel, uh, very... Nautical isn't the right word, because, like, there are nautical things happening there, but you think of, like, anchors and, like, knots when I say nautical. Yeah. It's, like, it reminds me of, like, it's, like, a little sea punk. It's a little <laughs> beach house. It's, like, a little, like... It's very mellow, and and uh, everything has, like, really nice uh, kind of, like, curves that pull into angles that are really sharp. Um, and you kind of open up that, and you get into the second mode of this game, which is a bunch of things hit you at once. You have a bunch of private messages from, from other friends, you ha- and you get a, a voice chat from uh, Ishii. Ichi, yeah. Ichi, yeah. Um, who is a boy you know that's in your... What, what do you call them? What do you call the guild equipment? The link shell equipment? Oh, ampule. Your ampule, right. Uh, and he's like, Ugh, these guys are a bunch of fuckers. Yeah. Like, just talk to you and me tonight. <laughs> and and you can kind of like explore up and then join him in another like side area. It's kind of this beachy area and fight some monsters. It's very... that like I don't want to... Like, don't get it twisted. This isn't a game about going to play an RPG with somebody. Yeah. Or like... It's not about going to play an RPG with somebody. It's about going to play an RPG with somebody. Yeah. Uh, and the game focuses really quickly on 
the uh, the kind of communicative elements of playing an MMO or yeah. being in a social group. And I think that's something that, like, you know, in games, like, we talk about MMOs a lot because they're such a big thing, but I feel like we don't often talk about how one of the most important parts of an MMO is the social experience. Totally. Like, that's, I think, based on conversations I've had with other MMO players, like, I haven't played an MMO for a while, but with other people who are playing now or who used to play, their like most important memories from those games are always social. Right. So, so that is really interesting to me. Well, and it's not just, you know, I think it's easy to... The thing that has been um, kind of... Um, uh, made made part of the kind of cultural monument around the the MMO boom of the two mm-hmm. thousands has been like oh people make lasting relationships through MMOs yeah. it's amazing I met my best friend I met my wife I met my husband mm-hmm. you know whatever I met my partner um, but what what this game does immediately is like highlights the kind of multiple tensions that are at the mm-hmm. root of so many social groups there mm-hmm. um, kind of what 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 drove you to include that stuff so. Basically, like like I said, the, the whole game is about my old... I feel like I'm never sure if I should refer to myself or the character, because it is about me, but it's also right, a character. Right. Um, but it's about this girl's relationship with the guy that she has met in the online game, and, that, and she communicates with him primarily through this online game, and that's mm-hmm. sort of the context of the story. And, you know, I just was really interested in sort of that experience that I had and, like, picking apart, like, how our relationship formed while being digitally mediated by Mm -hmm. this game. Um, And, you know, over the years, like, I've had many other relationships with people, either in online games, whether they're friendships or romances, and also through, like, chat. Like, you know, meeting people in, like, AOL chat rooms in the 90s and stuff. Like, these are all sort of ways that I've formed many relationships Mm -hmm. over the course of my life. Um, And so, and this particular relationship that is depicted in the game was by far the most impactful. I think the one that I have kind of the most complex feelings about. It's a very complicated thing. Even So I only played the first act. I played kind of like the first 20 to 30 minutes of the Mm -hmm. game. Um, And, you know, so uh, so the messages that you receive from the other people, first of all, are immediately like this weird mix of like, you have a friend who you want to talk to about the stuff that's happening with EG. Yeah. You have another dude who's in who's in the ampule who's kind of like, ugh, he's just giving you attention because you're a cute girl. Yeah. Um, you have a couple of other people where, mm-hmm. where like some that are flirting with you. Right. Totally. <laughs> oh, pretty openly flirting and like pretty bad. Right. Like yeah. The way teens flirt, yeah. which is like, oh my god. And again, oh yeah. It's very, very much, much seeing me in those things. And like, oh my god, Austin, mm-hmm. please don't send her this message. Yeah. Was, oh my god, this is the other side of this terrible conversation I had yeah. when I was a seventeen-year-old. I mean, I put a lot. into like making those characters like even the very side characters that mostly just provide context like I worked really hard to make them sound real and they are pretty much all kind of based on people I've actually talked to and are like hybrids of lots of different people I've talked to online or Mm -hmm. met online Um, and even just some real life friends like just I wanted to make the characters feel really real Mm -hmm. um, while also like including lots of interesting things that I've experienced online and like even even the dialogue between the Nina character and the Ichi character is also like kind of like that where I'm like basing it on some real stuff but kind of like shaping it to fit it into this like narrative of totally. the game. And so that's um, where it gets even more complicated, mm-hmm. right? Like so so you immediately get kind of multiple perspectives on Ichi based right. on the other people who yes. are in that group. And then as you join up with him to then fight some monsters and chat the conversation that unfolds is one that, again, for people who I think grew up in in these experiences might be very familiar, which yeah. is, like, lots of making excuses to flirt. Yeah. Lots of, like, 
um, lots of like needing to, not being able to say straight up like oh I think you're cute like we should you want to go get a beer sometime because yeah. like that's not how it worked no. instead it's lots of like strange like jabs and like there's a there's a lot of fainting going on and lots of like moving around the conversation um, and also it's complicated because Ichi is very clearly like like a lot of boys were in that era uh, kind of a sexist dick but also is providing some sort of social like yeah. positive you know vibe uh, for Nina like there is a need being met there is yeah. some reciprocity between the two characters and that complication is really awesome to see mm-hmm. delved into. And something that's really important to me about his character is that even though there are moments where like he's saying kind of like things that an asshole teen boy might say, right. I still like obviously a guy who's like that isn't just like it's not one totally. dimensional like that. So like I worked really hard to like have him say these kind of things that come off as really mean because like those are things that guys have said to me while also making him human by like mm-hmm. having him have good qualities like otherwise why would Nina like him like right. why would she right. be playing this game right. and like flirting with this guy like sure he's mean sometimes but he's just a person so he also like has really good qualities and I wanted to kind of try and address that by like making this male character that is like a teen guy who has problems but isn't necessarily just like a terrible terrible person right, like he's a complicated person right. right he's complicated and she's attracted to him for lots of different reasons right. that some people may be able to relate to and some people it'll be like oh well she's complicated too so like right. what does that all mean totally uh, you know the other thing there that I that I really love about going into the game is we now have kind of this um, the thing that I like the most about this game is the, the way the game layers um, so the bottom layer is that desktop. The bottom layer is me, the player. I'm sitting in front of a computer. Right. My name is Austin Walker. Uh, I am not a 19-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have been a 19-year-old boy, and I've had similar experiences. Right. So I can. So then we open up the desktop, and there's another layer there where there again, there's a photo app, there are blog, old blog posts, etc. And the, the level above that is the game. And the, the thing that works the, the uh, most well for me, the thing that is that is the most evocative of my own experiences are the ways that elements of those three things blur together. Because when Austin Walker sitting at the table hears the music that begins playing uh, in the game, it is this kind of eerie... Um, uh, what's, the, what's the type of instrument that is? I'm losing my mind. It is a... Not a piano, but an organ. It's like this great organ music is playing that is like really ominous uh, and like is immediately painting the experience when you go into the game, the the world and your relationship with Ichi as you're talking about it to your other friends and those short PMs as you're kind of moving through the entry zone with this like dread and and I was really happy that it ended up being more comp- that those characters ended up becoming complicated because that opening music stuck with me immediately as like. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! Like this whole thing is exhausting and terrifying, and I'm very vulnerable here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's rare that a game can do that on multiple levels for me that way. And when I do think about my time playing MMOs with other people or playing, you know, muds or mucks or whatever, um, a lot of the stuff around those experiences are what have stuck with me. Like, oh, this is that song I used to listen to while I was playing this game with yeah. those people. Uh, or this is the game, the song in that game that I just like don't want to listen to anymore for reasons X, Y, and Z, and that's that's your associations right. just being and too powerful and overwhelming. I feel that. <laughs> I think the associations thing is really interesting. Um, it's we do lots of retro nostalgia games these days, like there's a billion of them. Oh yeah. 
it doesn't seem like there are as many games that are nostalgic about the places we were in when we played those games, mm-hmm. or that want to to dive into that stuff. Yeah. Um, what was it that that first made you think this could be a thing that you could do? So the idea, I mean, obviously it's like based on this experience that happened to me a long time right. ago. But like um, most of us have had, a lot of us have had those experiences right. and not but why figured would you out like, oh, you could make it. a really yeah. cool game about this. Yeah, so, so you know, the stuff happened and then, you know, years later I was doing poetry and that's what I was doing before games. I was writing poetry, like working in at Poetry Reading Space in New York and doing all that and I was always considering in the back of my mind like, oh, I still like feel kind of like really complex feelings about that one experience I had with um, this guy in the online game and I would love to like write a chat book about that sure. like I want to just get all my feelings out there and like sort of crystallize this experience into something that I can like separate from myself and look at um, and because that's I like doing that in my games like I don't only make autobiographical games but it's one of my interests because sure. I find that process of like extracting something from yourself really interesting um, and being able to like look at it with some distance. I'm really interested in that kind of like act of creativity. And so for a long time it had just been sitting there and I was going to do poetry about it. But then when I started making games, I was still thinking about that idea and I was like, oh, do I want to do, po-? like now I do games. So where does that idea stand now? And I was like, oh, I like, it's so perfect that I'm in games now because the whole idea I think just is so much more interesting to me as a game because I'm able to so much better help players embody my experience Mm -hmm. because I think games are really, really good at player character embodiment. Um, And, you know, when I share these stories, I want to give players the means through which they can kind of live my experience and, like, see it from my perspective in a way um, or at least learn something about me through playing the game. Right. Um, And this is one of those experiences that I really wanted to share in that way and to, like, have people experience it from my perspective. So that was kind of one of the original things that drove me to start making it. Awesome. I, I'm really excited to play the rest of it. Thanks. Uh, I, I, it is doing a thing that I think a couple of other games are doing right now in terms of trying to produce narrative in, in kind of non-linear, non-traditional mm-hmm. ways. There's obviously a linear narrative happening here, yeah. but so many of the elements of, of con, kind of contextualization are right. happening at different times. Mm-hmm. And in fact, again, one of my favorite things is there's a moment while you're, you're kind of on the beach fighting uh, with EG where you get a message from someone else and you have to respond to it really quick and that kind of like juggling of obligations like who am I talking to right now who is supposed to be my primary interlocutor like who is it that's supposed to have my attention uh, is really great and so I'm I'm excited to see you contribute to to that sort of this kind of mishmash of different ways of telling stories in games and and focusing on different types of stories so thanks for for going down this road I'm really excited to see the rest of it hey thanks for playing (laughs) is is it out soonish yeah so we're getting really close to being done um, and we're hoping to announce a release date really soon so I want people to like keep their ears out for that like definitely sign up for our mailing list our site that that's on is sibylgame.com um, and we're going to be like announcing all sorts of stuff really soon about releasing this thing um, and if you're on that mailing list or following me on Twitter I'm at hentaiphd then you'll hear all the news um, and shout outs to my collaborators Emmett Butler, Decky Koss, Rebecca Dunlap um, they're also all working on Sybil and they're amazing and you should go check out their stuff too. Right. thanks so much yeah, thank and people you. can also find your, your work on Tacoma which is coming yes. out soon yeah, yeah, Tacoma. Also. So, and Brad did a, a really great interview with, with Steve Gaynor about mm-hmm. that so if you haven't heard that yet that's in the same feed that this is in Yes. check those out thanks so much Dina yeah thank you Hello.